I'm going to apologize now for what might get said later. You don't need to because it's all being cut. <laughs> okay, great. Yes, we're going to pre-cut all of the terrible things that you're going to say. <laughs> it's just going to be an episode with you two. I <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, yeah, it's, Steve, it's, sorry yeah. Mike couldn't be here today. Uh, every so often we just hear, listen, and then it cuts I, I was going to say, it's going to be equivalent of that Simpsons episode where he's uh, on like hard copy and he's being accused of sexual harassment. And, then, and they just keep cutting. Yeah, this sweet, can, sweet, sweet, can, sweet candy. No, Mr. Simpson, no. No, don't take your rage out on me. No. <laughs> But that is not going to happen on this week's episode of The Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise depressing music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm the watchful eye that keeps us all on the straight and narrow, Steve Trollinger. We are so fucked then. No, we are in big trouble. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. And if you've been listening for a while, you know the spiel. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you've not done so already. And as a fun little side bit that you guys don't even know about, we're on Google Podcasts now. What? Oh, is, that, is that because of that one person who did a, uh, a Facebook post and asked if we were on Google Podcasts? Exactly. They found us on Spotify anyway. But Google Podcasts, so Google finally, like, got their shit together and made like an apple podcast like equivalent Ooh. of google podcasts and we did i did a little tweaking in the back end and now we are on google podcast so if you have android and you like to listen to your podcast on google podcast we are there ah this is great man we are we are just expanding our content across all the internet and app and phone and devices possible and speaking of expanded content jesus christ are you okay <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm, your 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 left arm made an audible pop sound in my ear. Like I snapped you had, my finger. Oh, I thought my joints were just I, coming apart. I thought you were you were just excitedly motioning with your arm, and then you dislocated your shoulder somehow. <laughs> Things are looking up for the old song tips here. Oh God! Oh God! No! That's his editing arm. Gotta, gotta <laughs> shove that back in like rigs. <laughs> No, on the note of expanding content, one of the podcasts that is under the Dapper Devil Productions umbrella that our podcast is under is a show called Chris Tries to Review Wine, which we have mentioned a few times. I um, love I love when he smells the wine. That's, yes. that's my favorite. Folks, if you want to really get a, a kick out of wine, you got to check this out. Yeah, if you have no knowledge of wine and want to hear people who don't either and act like they do, Chris Tries to Review Wine is fantastic. If, uh, but- you, if you know what... Somalier and enophile mean don't listen to it <laughs> it is not for you or listen for laughs but guys chris tries to review wine is having a live performance here in new york city on november 1st <gasps> oh my i'm bringing a hot date maybe two yes bring all the hot dates because you know why i it's... thought you only wanted to date ugly women from now on <laughs> <laughs> that's so out of context <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> That's so not fair to Mike because we don't have time to explain it, but we'll just leave that there. No, the show is Chris Tries to View Wine Live. It is free November 1st, 7.30 p.m. at the Lounge at Dixon Place. And yes, bring your hot or ugly dates, Mike, because it is free admission. Just buy a drink when you get there. Ooh. Um, but we're all going to be there as well. So if you're in the Wait, New York we City, are? <laughs> I'm going to be there. I'm going to be this? there. This is November 1st. We got the flyer right in front of us. All right. Let me look at my <laughs> schedule. So if you want to come for a Q&A and a fun chat, come on through. It will be a lot of fun. Uh, but that's Chris Rice Review Wine. 
And you can, if you haven't already, listen to the podcast as well. Chris tries to review wine. It is uh, on Apple Podcasts, and it just launched on Spotify. So you have a myriad of ways to listen to that as well. So, such great content. What could possibly bring this episode down? All right, now that we've uh, now that we've really uh, tried to sell you on on our friend and his fun show, uh, Nick, go ahead with the disclaimer. <laughs> so, if you read the title of this episode, you know it is about the Hungarian suicide song. As it is known. And if there's three people more than qualified to tactfully discuss the subject of suicide, it's people who aren't in this room. Yes, we will get into the history and urban legends surrounding this song. Now, all we want to preface this episode by saying is uh, if you are feeling depressed or suicidal, please contact someone. Um, Preferably a mental health professional. Yes. Not Mike, but a mental health professional. <laughs> because well, they- maybe Mike. Mike Mike is probably a... a, a we if you can't up. find a mental health specialist, just find someone with some mental health issues, right? <laughs> to confide in, I, I, I suppose. I only preface this because um, this song is called the Hungarian Suicide Song because many people who have listened to it have allegedly committed suicide. We're going to discuss that and the um, validity of that, whether it is true or not. Um, but I just want to preface that by saying if you're having issues, please seek a mental health professional. I concur. So with that, let's talk about fucking <sighs> gloomy you Sunday. Could, gloomy you Sunday. Even make you can't it. even. I can't. I like can't. Five seconds. <laughs> well, guys, I actually want to start with a story. Oh, okay. It's February of 1936, and the Budapest police were investigating the suicide of a local shoemaker named Joseph Keller. Hmm. 1936 in Eastern Europe. Hmm. I'm sure it was a fun candy land. The investigation showed that Keller had left a suicide note in which he quoted the lyrics to a recent popular song. The song was titled Gloomy Sunday. The fact that a man chose to quote this lyric of a little-known song may not seem very strange. However, the fact that over the years this song has been directly associated with the deaths of over 100 people is quite strange indeed. That is... There's, there's something dark about this song, Nick. I don't trust it, man. Or is it a... Just a gloomy, depressing song that people who are already clinically depressed listen to that just exacerbates their pre-existing condition. That is what we're going to discuss. Because no, I we think... don't need to. Uh, that's what it is. <laughs> Yo, Steve, you're, th- it seems like my opinion is right. So is he like on the cutting edge of Hungarian emo? You know what I mean? Like, you know. You are but... desperately trying to find a portmanteau for this. <laughs> it... I, your, your eyes are darting back and forth in your head. You are desperately trying to put those words together. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I was wrong. I was going to say, like, if by emo you just mean clinically depressed in a country becoming fascist during the Great Depression. Sure, emo. That's emotional time, yeah. It's a very emotional time. Uh, We're going to play a little bit of the song, but once again... Thank God Eastern Europe has learned its lesson. Yes, yes, and thank God we learned those lessons as well. Uh, If you are, like I said... there. The only word of warning I want to say is that the song has been associated with suicide, so if you're superstitious, please skip ahead a little Jesus, bit. Jesus, Nick. What? If you are... If you, I'm saying... You are propagating... So now you're propagating the myth. You're propagating the, okay, guys, we totally believe that this song will make you want to do this, so don't listen to it. No, listen, I, I am not superstitious, but I give a word of warning the same way I would give you a word of warning if I was about to play The Sounds of Hell. All right, so here's a little bit of the song Gloomy Sunday. Now, we're going to play several different 
covers of this just because <laughs> yeah we're gonna really triple down on the depression here uh because the original is in hungarian uh, we're gonna translate the lyrics to that but then one of the most well-known versions was recorded by billy holiday in english in 1941 so we'll hear that as well but this is the original hungarian Very upset. You hold my hand, Steve. Don't touch me. <laughs> it's very melancholy. Are, right? are, you, are you sure it wasn't because it takes so long to actually get the song started? <laughs> That's what made people so upset? Are you sure? <laughs> this intro is killing me in so long. Right, that's all right. That's, <laughs> five, that's five minutes, everyone. <laughs> that's more. That is five that, that's minutes. That's a homicide joke. Okay. <laughs> all right. So it's even if you don't understand the lyrics, it feels very gloomy. You know, I, I speak a little Hungarian. Oh yeah, All right, hang on. I'm so hiding the lyrics. Uh, uh, so what, uh, what? Yeah, uh, what did he say? I have a very cute puppy, and my puppy and I are best friends. We go for walks together, and we will always be friends. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's the song that led to 100 suicides. You know, I think that's, you know, see, but unfortunately, I mean, this man's singing about his fiance, so I don't know if he's married to his puppy, is he? Well, what, you speak Hungarian now, Mike? I think not. Yeah. Well, so there's many uh, artists who have lent their hand to this song. It was composed, though, originally by H- Hungarian pianist and composer... Mike? <laughs> Hungarian what? Pianist. A guy who plays the piano. Pianist? What? Okay, no, okay, just go. Just, I'm just being fucking stupid. All right. 100 suicides. It sounds like you said penis. <laughs> Comes so naturally to yes, you, doesn't yes. it? <laughs> Okay, composed by Hungarian piano player and composer Rezo Ceres, and it was published in 1933 as, uh, and I apologize because my Hungarian is non-existent. It's called Gulash. Uh, Veje a Vilgnak, which is The World is Ending, uh, was the original title. Wow. Yeah. Now, some accounts have placed him as living in Paris or in Budapest when he recorded this, but they don't know for certain. The history was a little rougher at that time. Also, there was a lot happening in Europe. It, it escapes me now, but yeah. something big and bad was happening. Uh, but this, <laughs> now, this is now we're going to. Tr- this song has a lot of urban legend built around it. It's, it was actually very difficult when I was researching to figure out what was a concrete fact. Because, like for instance, I mentioned over a hundred suicides. That number is not corroborated in anything historical, I found. It's just different sources all citing each other saying it was over 100. It's not like that um, that weird forest in Japan that everyone... Did, it's oh, the Japanese suicide, suicide forest? Suicide forest, yeah, where everyone just... Like, you just walk through that forest and people have just hung themselves on the on the tree branches. And YouTubers filmed it. Oh, which made me nervous about this episode, guys, because that, that one YouTuber with the, with the green hat, he got in all sorts of shit. Just trying to crack jokes about a corpse. Yeah, it's almost like that's a fucked up thing to do. <laughs> oh, no, it's super yeah. fucked up. Yeah, no. So here's here's so the don't s- do that today. <laughs> I, well, don't lo- Logan Paul us. <laughs> that's his name. Yeah. 
All right, but guys, I'm going to tell you what the alleged story is behind the song and then as much of the actual history as I was able to find. So the story goes that after his girlfriend left him, um, Ceres was so depressed that he wrote the melody that became Gloomy Sunday. Um, and the tune was given lyrics in Hungarian by Ceres' friend, the poet Laszlo Javor. So there was the songwriter and then there was the lyricist for the song. So... Uh- Go with me on this. Yeah. His his fiance left him. Yes. So she's not dead. She's not dead. She's dead to him. Well, we'll get into that. <laughs> but so, dude, you know what? I'm standing by my point that this man was a, the first Hungarian emo man. Because, oh, my girlfriend left me. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me fucking write a song that gets a bunch of people to kill themselves. Like, you know what? You okay. selfish prick. That's, okay. that's, that's, I don't think he sat down and said, I'm going to write a song that makes people want to kill themselves. <laughs> he actually specifically says how, how haunted it. That made him more depressed when he found out that the song was associated with suicide. That was not his intention. <laughs> I'm like, everyone is sad as me. Okay, you know what? To say, when you write something, from your emotion, from your heart, right? When you listen to sad music, what does it make you feel? Sad. And when you when you hear horny music, what does it make you feel? Horny? What? And when you when you no, hear- that wasn't a response. <laughs> that was a question. <laughs> All I'm just trying to say is he. Mm, I'm wa- having a horny Sunday. <laughs> Everybody just go out and procreates. <laughs> Everyone, just go out and procreate yeah, like she, Russell for Congress. You know we've reached the core point of Gloomy Sunday when the sentence, everyone go out and procreate, is uttered. Um, but yeah, so allegedly um, the composer's fiance left him and that's what inspired the song. Now, it's funny, the song was originally written, but it wasn't recorded. Like, they, he actually had trouble finding anyone to perf- sing or perform the song. Oh, well, you think? Yeah. So the song was first recorded in <laughs> Hungarian by Pal Kalmar. In 1935. Famous yeah. Hungarian heartthrob. Yes. And he was a pal to Ceres, at least. Oh, pal. Is it Ceres or Sh- Suresh? It's, well, it's spelled... Um, this is important. S-E-R-E-S-S. Ceres is how a... I guess so. Continue. Yes. Yeah, so at first... <laughs> now that I have your approval. Uh, <laughs> at first, he had a difficult time getting someone to publish the song. Quite frankly, no one wanted anything to do with it. And you could take a wild stab. Why? Uh, <laughs> Mike, seriously. <laughs> what? <laughs> he said it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I was sitting over here just thinking, it's like, oh, Steve, because that's how I talk to myself. Steve, you know what would be hilarious is if you spent this whole episode setting Mike up to make terrible, awful jokes and seeing him fall into the trap, and then I didn't have to. Well, because you realized that had been done to death already. (laughs) So, guys, do you want to know what one publisher said about the song? I don't really want to know anything at this point about the song. (laughs) I'm sorry. You know, Steve, you know what? You brought us this song, and we... didn't bring this to us. No, oh, I, did you bring it? I, yes, I Oh, okay. I feel way less guilty now. For a second, I was like, oh, Steve brought this on. I should really take, take some more. Okay, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, as one publisher said, quote, it's not that the song is sad. There is a sort of terrible, compelling despair about it. I don't think it would do anyone any good to hear a song like that. <laughs> Where was he when Lil Pump was becoming ra- a rapper? 
that that was some very well written and well thought out shade. Yes, I love that. That's great. That quote, I just want to slap as a review quote on every single album I don't like. What's the last sentence? I don't think it would do anyone any good to hear a song like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of I kind of want that to be my my cat my new catchphrase going forward for the show. Yes, oh, I don't think it would do anyone any good to hear a song like that. That is a brilliant review. Who said that? Uh, it was only associated with a publisher I, at the time. I couldn't find who. So good. Oh. He is the new patron saint of the song Topsy Report. <laughs> yes, the publisher who shot down Sir S. <laughs> All right, so he wrote a very depressing song. but You wouldn't know it to listen to us. <laughs> but so what we know is he was a Hungarian songwriter during the mid-30s when fascism was creeping into Europe, his fiance left him. By all intents and purposes, he lived a very depressed life. And do you want to know what happened after he wrote this song? <laughs> uh, during World War II... He joined a Hungarian Freedom Fighter Front? Oh, he became a stand-up comedian. Did I do it? Better. Did I guess it? <laughs> uh, close. He was put in a labor camp in Ukraine by the Nazis. Ah, so <laughs> close then. Close, like the other side of that coin. Um, which he survived, though. But then after that... Oh, man, I don't think life could get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> I, was at, I was at a wedding I was at a wedding last week, and... Um, and it felt like a labor camp. It felt... Oh, God. The, uh, the theme for the wedding... The, my friends who were getting married, they were big movie buffs, and, and they're nerds like me. And so uh, for, like, the... Um, not the actual reception, but during the uh, like the cocktail hour, they had their DJ playing just like movie themes and things like that. And so we were sort of sit- standing around, and I kept thinking like, "Oh man, I really hope this DJ like who isn't just playing like a random assortment of movie themes, and then all of a sudden like Itzhak Perlman's violin string number from uh, Schindler's List starts playing in the middle of the reception." Do you know? <laughs> speaking of Schindler's List, did this song sound familiar to you? Oh no! Why it, com- it is played several times in the movie Schindler's List? Oh God, Steven Spielberg! Why did you do that? Because it's actually—I mean—that's the perfect thematic music to play for it. It was written at the time by a person who ended up in a labor camp. Yeah, it makes sense. But once again, he did survive this, and then after he left, uh, he worked in the theater and the circus, uh, where he was a trapeze artist. Is what he did after that. He lives for the thrill. He does. He spent too much of his life moping around. Now he lives in the skies. Uh, he did later return to songwriting, but you, you want to know the saddest thing of all? He never had a hit as big as Gloomy Sunday. Gloomy Sunday was his biggest hit, and this depressed him so much. Like, he had... <laughs> so many layers to this. There is. There is. <laughs> Oh, what, I'm sorry. So, what's, okay, what's his name me, again? What's his name? So, uh, so, his, oh God, his first name is tough to pronounce. Um, Rezo Ceres. Oh, Rezo, I don't know what to tell you, man. You know, there's just nothing quite hitting like Gloomy Sunday, man. I think you're at the game. Can you give us another one? Yeah, at this point, I probably could. Okay, so let me let me let me get Us. this let me get this straight. Fiance left him. Wrote oh. wrote wrote sad song. Got put in labor camp by Nazis. Joined circus. It just gets worse and worse. Tried to become famous. 
tried to become a famous songwriter, but couldn't because he couldn't write anything as sad as the first song. And then in- <laughs> he goes he goes to the carnival. This is the worst place I've ever been. They are. Circuses are terrible. <laughs> There's no more depressing place on earth than the circus. <laughs> Send me back. Okay, so yeah, so circus, yes. Um, and then now this this next part, there's this has not been determined if it's true. Guys, guys, this next part is gonna be really bad. <laughs> Nothing else up until this point has been bad. This well, is this where is where turns. we this is where we get into the urban legend part about it because this guy clearly had a lot of sad things in his life happen. But then I feel like people compound additional stuff just to feed the narrative that the song is cursed somehow. He's he's like the Chuck Norris of sad things. The Chuck Norris, exactly. Okay, that's what his friends called him in high school. Wait, what is what is his full name again? Ceres. Uh, Rezo Ceres. Rezo Ceres is so depressed. <laughs> How depressed is he? He's so depressed that. It- the story goes that when the song became a success, Ceres attempted to reconcile with the ex who inspired it. Shortly after, he heard that she had poisoned herself, and there's a copy of the sheet music of the song nearby. In other versions of the story, though, she left a note with just the words, Gloomy Sunday. I'm assuming in, like, a spooky typeface. Yeah, she cut out parts of different magazines yeah. and just spelled out Gloomy Sunday. Oh, I meant, I meant like, the typeface where it's, like, the word spooky would be, so it looks like it's dripping a little oh, bit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, whether that is true or not, though, Ceres himself did commit suicide in 1968, jumping from the window of a Budapest apartment building. How high up? Budapest. Budapest, excuse I guess me. The, how high up doesn't really matter. High enough to kill himself. Yeah. I always wonder how high it Not takes. everyone's invincible <laughs> yeah. like you. <laughs> yes, we can't all jump out of third-story windows unscathed, Mike. So, so you're telling me. I just want to make One sure. One of these I'm- days, I'm going to count the number of times he says that every episode. <laughs> going to do a running count. Yeah. I'm gonna do it right now. One, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so not to repeat. So you're telling me he, <clears throat> she, she definitely poisoned herself. No, we don't know. We don't know if she poisoned herself, but we know he killed him. He definitely committed suicide. And people are like, it must. So people are just at, just grasping at what possibly could have done. Because imagine if she did, right? That's cold. Could you imagine? Like, what if, <laughs> what if it was just to get back at him? Like, gloomy Sunday comes out, and she hears it, and she knows, oh, this is, this is just typical. Oh, well, she, rad- show- she showed him then. Uh, typical Rad's <laughs> <laughs> What? That's what you're saying? Are you propo- are you are you positing that this is like the first diss track? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know what? Let's oh, get let's oh, get. Oh, I made you sad. Fuck you. We'll see how sad this makes me. You know what's fucked up? When I got when I got in a discussion with a bouncer, and he sure sh- let's call it a discussion, and he shoved me, and I tripped and I cracked my head open on the sidewalk and I bled all over. And that moment on the ground, I thought to myself, "Serves him right. This will show him." Because I thought to myself, "I just stained the whole sidewalk with blood, and he's gonna get into some sort of trouble." You no. showed him. <laughs> I had 14 staples, man, but nobody got in any trouble. You showed him. And I think I just power washed the sidewalk, so I guess I didn't show anybody. No, all you <laughs> did was lose precious brain blood. Special blood. But guys, let's get back oh, into yeah, the song. Let's forget all let's that. Let's get back okay. into the song because... Um, well, that is a new Mike Russell story. For this <laughs> that is. That is. Sorry, guys. We that's, hadn't gotten No, for the, side, for the side podcast where it's just Mike telling stories about all the instances he survived. 
Uh, so we're gonna play a little bit more, and then we'll give you the lyrics of what this song about Gloomy Sunday is all about. It's very sad. It's very melancholy. It's very. It's got like an esoteric feel to it. It does feel kind of. It's got a Fallout 3 feel to it. <laughs> it's got a new song for the trailer of the new Fallout game feel to it. <laughs> but no, so let's discuss the lyrics that. Um, well, because I, I do want to discuss the lyrics because there's the translated Hungarian, and then we'll get into the Billie Holiday version, which is a cop out, actually. Really? Because it makes it less gloomy. So it's more of a grimy Sunday? Nope, grimy's not really sad. It's just dirty. Yeah. Is it's it a, a dirty Sunday? It's a melancholy yeah, Sunday. It's, it's a meh Sunday. A meh. Yeah. So what we've heard so far is Sunday is gloomy. My hours are slumberless. Dearest the shadows, I live with the numberless. Little white flowers will never awaken you. Not where the black coach of sorrow has taken you. What this song is about is... A lo- two two lovers. She's died, and he's preparing for his own funeral, and what he wants, and how he wants to see her there, and what will happen after it. So, it's very very death focused. He it sure yes. is. You know what movie he needed? You know what movie? What he movie needed? did he need? You know, if Rez had this movie in his life, I don't know if it would have changed anything. Uh, but Beetlejuice, you know that that was that he was needed nice. a little fun in his life. No, he needed to... All right, I can't believe I'm about to probably understand what Mike is getting at. Um, Are you you saying that because the the premise of the movie Beetlejuice is that life after death is also boring and terrible? Yeah. And that... Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go now. (laughs) I don't know. And also, I don't know, with the life after death, it was nice. It was funny. You need to laugh at death a little bit. You know, Ceres didn't have that share that philosophy with you. Oh, that's why he's because he goes on. He says, oh, shit, no, shit, "No, sorry, okay." <laughs> oh, God. What, what did say? you say? <laughs> Nick and I both stopped paying attention to you at apparently the right moment. You gotta cut that part out. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> that's fine. You'll know. Well, I'll hear it in the edit. <laughs> cut to a week later when Nick doesn't hear it in the edit. Nick, why'd you leave that in? Oh, no, what I was going to say is, Ceres continues, or the lyrics continue, angels have no thought of ever returning you. Would they be angry if I thought of joining you? It's about as explicitly suicidal as you can get. Gloomy Sunday. Oh, God. Gloomy Sunday with shadows, I spend it all. My heart and I have decided to end it all. Soon there'll be candles and prayers that are said, I know. Let them not weep. Let them know that I'm glad to go. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows everywhere. <laughs> Essentially. Death is no dream, for in death I'm caressing you. With the last breath of my soul, I'll be blessing you. So he's dying to be with his dead lover. That's what the song is about. With the last one of his soul? The last breath. I was going to make a joke about the shoemaker from earlier. Because he wears shoes. The shoemaker? Oh, yeah. Because the story I started with, how a shoemaker committed suicide. Oh, so, right. Wow. That was, uh, that was, how long ago was that? That feels like it was three hours ago to me. 
Yeah, in fact, some of the stories that are tied to this is um, most of these happened in the 30s and 40s, the alleged suicides, and the song is infamous because it was banned by the BBC for 60 years. 60 years? It was not allowed to be played on the air because there was so, whether it was true or not, there was such a perception of so many suicides associated with it that the BBC wanted nothing to do with it. So it wasn't until 2002 when they lifted that ban. (laughs) That's kind of where the song's infamy built. Because allegedly a Vienna girl drowned herself while clutching a piece of sheet music for this. In Budapest, a shoemaker or the shoekeeper killed himself and left the note. In London, a woman overdosed while listening to a record of this song over and over again. In America, there are instances of suicide. However, oh my god, it's just a sad song, and people who are already in that place emotionally and mentally listen to it because it's sad exactly it's in not f- it's not a chicken and egg scenario here folks in fact hungary has had the highest suicide rate of any country for many years and um in 1984 it reached 45.9 people per t- uh, hundred thousand per hundred thousand not, so not a fun place to visit apparently well i mean sounds like they are hungry for some happiness there <laughs> Yeah! Oh, that's a nice joke, Steve. That was. That's a nice, lighthearted... Sh- <laughs> my gut instinct was to sigh heavily, which I feel like is the same gut instinct you got, you have every time I say something, but I need to encourage this. So, yes. High five for Hungry for Happiness. Do you think so, Hungarians are sick of people making the joke? That oh, they're, I'm, that I'm they're, certain. Like, like, like the Turks are sick of people making jokes about their state? Oh, yeah, I love Turkey. I wonder if they'll have like a a Hungary Hungary hippo game, but it's like really nice things then instead of the little marbles in the middle, like you know cupcakes and puppies and things that make you happy. Oh man, <laughs> do, you, do you hear what happened? Hungary and Turkey went to war. Well, it was only a matter of time. <laughs> but so all this is to say that a few. How did they phrase it here? A few dozen suicides in Hungary over a year's time certainly would not have been unusual even in 1936. Essentially, your point that. Hungary was very had a very high suicide rate anyway. You factor in a popular depressing song is comes out around that time. It's not uncommon for people who are already predisposed to be suicidal to listen to this it's, song. It just it ha- it's a, it's a repeating thing that happens in music sociologically speaking over and over again. Like a bunch of people uh have a horrible breakup with their significant other and all of a sudden a uh, puddle of mud releases she fucking hates me and boom you've got your anthem exactly oh god what a great song <laughs> she fucking hates me yes gloomy sunday was the she fucking hates me you, of the 30s in you, a way it was though because you, she dumped his ass you find out that your significant other's been cheating on you and all of a sudden boom luster releases scotty doesn't know <laughs> It just, it's called the zeitgeist, guys. But this song was popular in Hungary to the point where it it came over to America. They rewrote the lyrics in English, which apparently don't do the actual Hungarian version justice. Obviously, it's just a translation. But Billie Holiday recorded what many believe is the definitive version of this. Not the Sarah McLaughlin version? Well, there's a Sarah McLaughlin 1992 version as well, uh, which, holy crap, is a depressing song. Wait, really? Yeah. I was making a joke. That, no, Sarah I, McLaughlin recorded a version of this. That was we'll the, play a little bit of that. That was the original song she wanted to use for the puppy commercials. For the ASPCA. For ASPCA. Yeah. Uh, but this is the Billy Holiday. Shadow 
got a little bit of a different feel Blue to it, but flowers will never awaken you. Not where the black coats. You know why? It's the uh, the instruments used, and I mean her voice too. But like the um, you know, you had this sad bell toll. Yeah, literally, like, like a gong hits to start the song. Whereas this is like you know, wait, a gong. Yeah, there was like a bell sound in the very beginning yeah. of the Hungarian uh, Listen, version. as a percussionist, Nick, the oh, fact that sorry. you would say there was a gong played. Okay, that's like some, that, that's a whole different kind of sound. That's you the, would have four-mounted soloed all over <laughs> Gloomy Sunday. Yeah. You, yeah. But, all right, hold on a second. It wasn't a xylophone, Nick. Okay, what it was, was there's these these big, oh, God. Now, uh, they're not, well, there's the little mini Do you cows, know what they're called? But they, you use hammers, Nick. You use hammers, and you hold down the pedal, and you hit these big old, Fucking! I want to call them bells, but that's not what they're called. They're not called bells, and it's not a gong. That's stupid. I don't know what it's called, but what you said is stupid. <laughs> we literally, no, Steve, use the word literally, right? Thank you, Steve. No, wait, thank you for checking yeah. me, Steve. I think Steve had a mental break. We had past tense. We talked about this less than two weeks ago. No more talking about your xylophone. About he said the xylophone. I brought it. I brought it up. He and, brought and, 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 and I brought it up. A and B. It was the highlight of his life. So it's only know, fair. And for a music fucking podcast, excuse me. I think bringing up my music experience is important. Give it a couple of months. Is all I'm saying. We don't I say whenever it's relevant. We don't want to be repetitive, guys. The instruments used in Gloomy Sunday that made it especially sad was the percussion instruments use so i thought i'd mention it steve because it makes it really fucking sad when the bell tolls guys they are inches away from kissing right now <laughs> i'm waiting for you to drop the mic now mike drops himself <laughs> don't drop me okay oh, but see here's where that version cops out though because it ends so the the original hungarian it's all it's death. He's he's about to kill himself to be with his lover. But the Billie Holiday version, pretty much every subsequent cover of it, changes the lyrics up. Gloomy Sunday Dreaming I was only dreaming I Bullcrap. So it was just a dream. This was like one. This had to be one of the first instances of "Oh, it's just a dream" in popular media. Oh man, this song seems different. What's that? <laughs> Who's that in the shower? Wait, is Jr. dead? I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> Who's that in the shower? Is it? Is it the dad from Step by Step? <laughs> it is. <laughs> But yes, so in the English version, they made it so that it was all a dream and her lover is still alive because they thought it would be too depressing otherwise. And they might be right, considering the... Such a smart move. Listen, you know, when you can Disneyfy something, you gotta do it. All right, you take the Brothers Grimm stories, you make it into Great Princess stories. They're taking this uh, sad Sunday and making it eh, just a bad dream Sunday. It's okay. Yeah, bad dream Sunday. (laughs) So... 
when I first started researching the song, I was trying to find like, oh, what's an appropriate joke I could make about this song? And of course, I'm like, oh, oh, what if they did like an X Factor and someone did Gloomy Sunday? Wouldn't that be hilarious? So X Factor Indonesia. (laughs) Stop. Slumberless Tear is the shadows I live with her numberless Little white flowers None of them have X to mount yet <laughs> Cause I can't where the black Looks like they're nodding off Sorrow has taken you Darling, I hope. Oh my god. I mean, that's my favorite version. <laughs> oh god. What a dick. I'm going to get up there and sing the saddest, most fucking depressing song that's like known for causing suicides because no one will dare X me out without looking like an asshole. You think that was this guy's master scheme? 100%. But this brings up, <laughs> I've never seen someone so thoroughly wash their hands of this. Uh, <laughs> cannot wash your blood from your hands, Steve. <laughs> What's that this, from? Macbeth, right? Okay, yes, no, okay. damn spot. Okay. This song brings up, about th- this cover brings up a valid question, though. If no one in the audience can understand the English that he's saying. I've always wondered that about songs, that if you sing the, if you sing the English language version of a song in a country that doesn't speak English... How how does that work? I don't know how. I just don't know how that works. That's a question I'm for the X Factor. That's a question for the X Factors of all the other countries. Six million views, almost yeah. seven. I think your I think our Times Square video is at like hundred and fifty right now. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> Shut up, Nick. But just like we could have put my heart and soul, we could have gone to the X Factor and sung <laughs> this. And we would have had set almost seven million views. He's laughing. <laughs> what if he has no idea what the lyrics mean and he just memorized them phonetically? Guys, don't worry. I haven't watched it yet. So when I watch the video, it's going to go up one. You haven't seen it yet? No. Oh. I have to watch that after the episode. I don't, yeah. like, I don't like cringe comedy usually. <laughs> That's what you said the first time. And I told you, no, it's not. It's actually very funny. Maybe for you. <laughs> You One know, man's comedy is another man's cringing. Like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> or me talking to you. So we've heard three different covers of this song. But there's been a cover of this song. I, I checked the Wikipedia page for it. Literally just about every year, there has been a different cover of this song by a different artist. This song has been covered like 50, 60 some odd times. Is there a rock version yet? A rock version? I don't I don't know. I didn't listen to every all 60 versions of it. Sunday is gloomy, my hours are slumberless. Dearest the shadows, I live with our numberless. Little white flowers will never awaken you. Ooh, not where I'm, I'm the hearing coach of sorrow. I'm hearing the emo rock version of it a little bit. Right? Although, to be honest, after I heard the, X, the Indonesian X Factor version, I'm like, I, I don't need to hear anymore. <laughs> That's true. I found the version. He really did. 
I just, oh my God, I just, a lightning, <laughs> lightning just struck my brain. But he's okay. I, you, you are a living, breathing, physical manifestation of the character of Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. It's <laughs> I it's it all like came together in my in my mind as you were doing that rock version. Like that was the piece that was missing. <laughs> it's the new mouse rat song. Every <laughs> every nice. aspect of his character is an aspect of you in real life. <laughs> every single one of them. I relate very much to Andy Dwyer. It's true. This is I'm I'm having a Ben Wyatt moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nick, Nick, you're such a great Leslie. No. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to think I keep this whole rickety rickshaw together that is this podcast. Mm. And you're you know what? also part John Ralphio. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> that I can't den- I can't deny that, unfortunately. And you know what? Before this rickshaw goes entirely off the tracks, I think that's actually pretty much all there is to discuss about uh Gloomy Sunday, aka the Hungarian suicide song. I don't want to play it in <sighs> its survived. entirety. Right. Oh. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? I keep tuning him out at the worst moments, apparently. No, I think I think maybe inadvertently the best moments. Uh, but that is the Hungarian suicide song associated with ho- over 100 suicides, which, once again, we cannot corroborate, but there have been <laughs> You're saying that. You're saying that like it's one of their stats of like the t- Billboard Top 100. <laughs> like It's on a very different <laughs> Billboard Top 100. And Song Topsy listeners, you're welcome for your brand new workout mix. Yes. Ha! <laughs> Just doing lunges and stretches. We're taking Gloomy Sunday and making it Glutus Sunday. Or Gluta. Is right Glutus? Glutey Sunday. Glutey. <laughs> Gluteus Maximus Sunday. Calories are burning. <laughs> this week on American Gladiators. American Gloomiators. American Gloomiators. Mine's Gloria, by the way. Yes. As you were saying prior to the episode, Steve was giving me his workout mix. Oh. Which does not include Gloomy Sunday. Gloria. Gloria. Imagine just a guy sobbing and like doing crunches. (laughs) I always sob when I do crunches. And then you hear a guy with headphones on all of a sudden just say, oh, thank God it was just a dream. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for listening to us on this gloomy Sunday, if it happens to be a Sunday when you're listening to us. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can uh, subscribe to me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier, Uh and Mike Russell. Oh, no, no. Uh, yes, you can find myself on MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. Mike, and- what should our listeners send to us this week? Well, I think this week they should send us their, you know, the typical their song suggestions, their critiques, their reviews, and um, what songs they like to listen to when they're feeling gloomy. That's a very tasteful suggestion. Guys, I had a lot of other stuff going through. Mike, sure, sure, sure. We got to move on. Steve, Steve, that was perfect. You can find me. Uh, Shut up, Mike. It's my turn now. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at yourmantrolo. And, uh, yeah, hopefully... uh, Oh, and I guess I can plug this. Uh, I will be... I don't know where it is yet, so I might have to 
wait until I have more information. But I will but be... But Steve's going out to dinner. I'm going out to dinner. <laughs> oh. I, I will be on November the 19th. I will be taking part in a, uh, in a concert series uh, with some friends of mine. Um, we'll be doing some... some uh, well, everyone else will be doing some opera. I will not be doing some opera. Steve will be rapping. I will be rapping Ooh. to my heart's content. Uh, and when I have more information... X going to give it to you. No, don't spoil that character. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that character's coming soon. Ooh. Um, uh, and until I have more information, yeah, just sort of uh, sort of chew on that, folks. You'll, you'll soon be able to find me live doing stuff, and you can come see me. Just like you can wait. see Chris Barlow on Chris Rice Review Wine Live November 1st. Yes! Oh, wow. You just did a plug after his plug. Yes. You're, that's double plugged. That's DP'd. <laughs> that seems how did, like... How did, that, uh, how did uh, your search in the sex shop go today, Mike? Yes, did you get the leather skirt? Unfortunately, guys, I couldn't find the leather skirt. I could only come in with spandex. But I think the milk shoot went great. Yes, well, it, it will have been posted by now, so our listeners can judge for themselves. Check out our Instagram to see Mike... Covered it, it, in milk. Co- co- covered in milk. It, 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 I felt like a pornographer taking pictures of it. Oh, Nick got some dirty milky pictures of me, let me tell you. And, you know, if you're wondering why it is in response to... Uh, MILF money because it's time for some mics I like to follow to get some sexy and that was uh, it was some mic money some mic money yeah <laughs> the mic money shot let me know there's one. Oh, oh, God. yeah there's some photos that will not oh. be making their way online <laughs> well thankfully we've returned to our regularly scheduled program exactly well actually I think the best way to uh end this show would be to hear the what you didn't even think was real but the Sarah McLaughlin cover yes, of this yes I just love how you pulled that out of your ass like oh who's the most depressing artist Sarah McLaughlin well yeah actually 1992 she did a cover and it sounds like this I can already see the sad puppies looking up at me Sunday is gloomy these dogs don't have dog beds my house is Well, on this note, guys, thank you so much for listening. I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm in the arms of the angels. And we will see you next week. Take care. One, two, 